What up? What up? What is up, people? Ladies and gentlemen, my name is Dubs in the building. And this is the seventh. One, two, three, four, five, six, seventh episode of the analyst. And, and, uh, I like to thank everyone that's been following, following the like page and on Facebook, uh, Dubs and the Dozen, ah, I can't talk, the Dubs in the Building page. Um, I like to thank people that's been following the podcast on Spotify. I appreciate y'all. I just got a, I just got set up the monetization on here, which is only two ninety nine a month. Uh, you can subscribe and you get exclusive extended episodes where some episodes might go an hour and I could be talking straight college football or straight NFL or NBA or um, I might have some episodes exclusive just for the for wrestling where I'm talking big news like the uh, merger with the WWE and UFC the TKO merger um, AEW wrestling uh, giving you breaking news and things um but uh, I've been appreciative and very humble that uh, everybody's been checking in and actually following. So, yeah, man, I'm going to keep bringing it to you, man. I'm going to keep bringing you the best. And uh, this past week, I've seen some things. There's been some good stuff going on. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been seeing um, a lot of things uh happening like just mentioning the the TKO merger uh with the WWE and UFC partnering up now they trying to throw together when uh they have Friday night smackdown they might have a UFC event that Saturday and then Sunday they're going to have a premium live event that's what they are working on they also talking about some big hefty budget cuts hopefully it's management not like actual hard-working uh, performers that's been putting in this work the last three years because it sucked when most of the key people were getting let go and laid off, especially at the time where work was very minimum and it was hard to find some. So hopefully it's not too drastic. It's not too bad. It's more so they just want to get into some of their people uh, the work and, and do certain things. So We'll see how that goes as time progresses. But uh, we had a Thursday night football game that was on Prime Video. We had the Philadelphia Eagles taking on the Minnesota Vikings, see if the Vikings was going to be one and one, and the Eagles be one and one, or the Eagles take it and the Vikings go zero and two. And uh. From I didn't watch the game in full. I watched highlights. I was watching uh, when my coworker was watching at work last night. I was more so just catching it here and there. I don't know. I, I really wasn't too excited about the matchup because last year the Eagles beat the Vikings uh, 27-7. So I thought the same name was going to happen. And then even on Facebook, I predicted the game was going to be 27-13. And I would – I was so close because the actual score at one point in the third quarter 
for the longest time was 27 to 14. So people were like, oh, man, um, send me lottery numbers and stuff. Because how you so accurate with that? And I was like, well, I just figured the Eagles were going to do just enough, take their foot off the gas, and Vikings weren't going to do much. But it changed a lot because uh, uh, that first half was very sloppy. Um from what I'm reading and what I'm hearing from people and watching the highlights from both teams in that first half because uh, it was only 13-7 to seven and a half. And uh, it seemed like the Vikings had some butterfingers out there. They just could not control the ball. And uh, it was pretty ugly. Uh, they had four fumbles lost from Kirk Cousins losing it, the Brandon Powell fumbling, Alexander Madison fumbled it, even Justin Jefferson, that one catch he caught, and uh, he got stopped at the one, and he lost the ball because the, the ball went, I guess it went over the cone and went out the back of the end zone. They called that a they called that a, a touchback, so he turned the ball over, which I, I think they might, they should have just looked at it a little bit further, maybe just let him have it at the one because he had it, but it seemed like he ain't really have control, control. Like, he wanted to reach out, and that's why the ball, like, just skirted out of his hand after he got hit. But, uh, yeah, that game was pretty sloppy by the Vikings offense um, to turn it over. Uh, but Kirk Cousins had himself a good game. I'm, like, his stats show he played very well. He actually outplayed Jalen Hurts by a long mile. Uh, Kirk Cousins went 31 of 44 for 364 yards, 8.3 yards per pass, four TDs, no turnovers aside from the fumble he had. Uh, he did get sacked two times, uh, but he had an 83.1 QBR and 125.6 passer rating. So from from what it looking like, he played very well, especially in the second half. Uh, they were starting to turn it up. Uh, they scored 21 in that second half, but so did the Eagles. But it's, but since the Eagles scored that extra, that touchdown in that first half, that's how they finished the game out because technically the Vikings could have won this game uh, as bad as the Eagles passing game wasn't showing up. Um, like Alexander Madison and Todd Chandler, they really weren't a factor running ball. They was the only two running. Uh, Madison had eight carries for 28 yards, 3.5 yards per rush. He really didn't make any imprint, or he wasn't a factor. Um, he caught three receptions for 11 yards, but I feel like they're going to miss the void of Dalvin Cook, and I wish they wouldn't have gotten rid of him because he was a real key component to that offense. He made them move with him and Justin Jefferson. Then you got um, TJ Hawkinson. Who's out there? Who's going to be a Pro Bowl in the NFC? Him and George Kittle, it's going to be right there, both of them and stuff. But Hawkinson might start over Kittle. He might have the better stats. Um, speaking of TJ Hawkinson, he has seven receptions for 66 yards, 9.4 yards a catch, two TDs. So he played very well. Justin Jefferson had 11 receptions for 159 yards, 14.5 yards per catch, and no touchdowns. But it's fine. He was targeted 13 times. So the catch at 11, that's impressive. That means uh, he really took it personal, that matchup last year, because Darius Slay was locking him up. 
Um, and I'm very surprised the Eagles really didn't double him more and try to stop him. Because really, that's Kurt's go-to guy. And uh, for him to catch 11 of Kurt's 31 completed passes, like, he's he's trying to put a stamp down that he's he's trying to be the best receiver in the league. Like, he is not playing with nobody. Um, like, uh, like most of his catches, he had five catches gaining 15 plus yards. Um, and he also like did something that was unfathomable. I ain't never even thought this was possible, but he's only 24 years old and he has more receiving yards than, than my bad, the Chicago bears receivers in team history, all a hundred plus years of it. That is insane. Wow. Like, a hundred plus years. And he only had 5,000 yards receiving. So you telling me Alshon, Jeffrey, um, I think, who else the Bears had in their history? Brandon Marshall. Well, he didn't really play many years with them. Um, trying to think. Trying to think who else was with them. Uh, I received, but wow, just for him to do that. And they say he's only one of two receivers in Vikings history that have 5,000 yards receiving uh, his first four years. Him and Randy Moss and uh, have that same stat line. That kid, man, last year, he. Like, he was right behind Tyreek Hill as far as who was going to win that receiving trophy. And when Tyreek had some games where he was a little bit banged up or he didn't really put up over 100, Justin Jefferson was still putting up numbers. He was still um, lighting it up. He was he was a defensive mismatch, one-on-one. Uh, he would kill the zones. He would be eating up double teams and stuff like Justin Jefferson's a special guy. But they didn't give him that extension yet. That's what he wants. He wants to take extension. So I'm hoping he gets that before the season's over. But he's going to get it sooner than later because he's going to prove that he is, I ain't going to lie, he might be top one, top two receiver in the league. Like he's, he's past guys like Devontae Adams and, Jamar Chase, and even though he came in the league before Chase, uh, like he's he's really up there. I got him and Tyreek as one one two. You can flip it either or. Like those guys are game changers. Um, his counterpart, that's on the other side of the field, Jordan Addison, this season has seven catches for 133 yards, two TDs, and when targeted, uh, Kirk Cousins is averaging 145.1 passer rate. Last night, he had three receptions for 72 yards, 24 yards a catch with one touchdown. 62 yards was his longest. Um, yeah, Jordan Addison, the pair with Justin Jefferson, like he needs that. That Now you give Kirk Cousins another threat. Like now you have three threats at the receiver position with Hawkinson, Jefferson, and Addison where you want to really pick your poison. You want to figure it out because Justin Jefferson eating – like, yeah, you might be taking away Jordan Addison, but he had a breakaway catch last week um, against the Bucks for a long touchdown. And this time, this week, 
or last night, he did it again. So Jordan Addison, uh, if y'all have him on your fantasy lineup, you got yourself a steal. Like if you picked him up, at least like I would say sixth, seventh round, and you snatched him up as a second receiver, you got yourself a good one. Now let's go to the Eagles side. Come on now, Philly. Back-to-back weeks, sloppy games, sloppy games. First game against the Patriots, y'all only won 25-20. Like, uh, y'all was up 16-0, and then y'all kind of did that little thing. Y'all starting to coast, thinking, oh, they weren't going to do nothing. And then the Patriots started coming back, and they had two possessions in your side of the field, and they, and they blew it. They Y'all got lucky. And again, the Eagles were – they scored 14 in that third, but – the Vikings scored 14 in that fourth. Um, like I said, if they weren't if they didn't score that one touchdown in that first half, the Eagles did. Yeah, they might have lost this game at home. The home open, they might have lost this one. Um because Jalen Hurts had a uh mediocre, he had a decent type of game. Um he had to do a lot, I guess, running and passing. He went 18 of 23 for 193 yards. 8.4 yards per pass, one touchdown. He did throw a pick, but he was sacked four times. He had a 44.6 QBR and a 98 uh, passer rating. So Vikings, from what I was seeing a few times watching, uh, they were getting pressure on them. They were throwing different blitzes at them, delayed blitzes, and they were getting to them. Uh, so I think – the Eagles might have to change some things up. Um, they had some little miscommunications last night um, on the sidelines from uh, A.J. Brown and him. A.J. Brown seemed pretty frustrated. Like he was, from what they said in the video, it looked like he was arguing with Devontae and Jalen, but I think he just was mad. He really wasn't getting the, re- the receptions like he wanted, and he probably was like, he probably had some one-on-ones that he wanted the ball in, but Jalen just couldn't find him enough. And it might have been Brian Flores' blitz scheme and how they were trying to throw Jalen off um, because yeah, A.J. Brown only had four receptions for 29 yards, 7.3 yards a catch. 12 yards was his longest. Like, yeah, he, he really wanted to dominate. He dominated last year. And in the matchup, he wanted to do it again, but it didn't happen. But his uh, but his counterpart, just like Justin Jefferson had Jordan Addison, uh, Devontae Smith. Let me tell you something. Now he came out in that draft with Jalen Waddle, and they were sitting there, and Dolphins were trying to figure out, all right, who do I get? Do I get Devontae Smith, who's the skinnier receiver? Or do I get Jalen? Uh, because Jalen was coming off an injury coming into uh, getting drafted. Devontae Smith and putting up numbers. He put up numbers last year. I think he had more receiving yards than Jalen last year. But last night he had four receptions for 131 yards, 32.8 yards to catch, one TD, 63 yards is his longest. He had five targets. Devontae Smith, that is a guy to really pay attention to. He is someone that's going to really be a game changer. Like, if they really double A.J. Brown or he just can't get open and stuff, and it's going to happen. Uh, 
watch out for Devontae Smith. He might be a pro bowler. I don't know if he made it last year. I have to check on that. But he's going to be someone that's going to be very dangerous. Um, A guy that had himself a game. Finally, I don't see too many stats like this, it, for especially for running backs, because they devalue the running back position, and like you get to a certain age, and they just don't want to pay you. But let me tell you something. When the Eagles had picked up DeAndre Swift from the Detroit Lions, that was probably the steal of the offseason. Because as fast and as much upside that kid got coming out of Georgia, wow. Last night, he showed it. He he showed why they went and got him. And even when I played with the Eagles on Madden, I'm like, yo, Swift is fast. Like, he gets through them holes, like, he, he gets through them lanes, like, quick, quick. Wow. Because uh, last night he had 28 carries, 175 yards, 6.3 yards of rush, one TD. 43 yards was his longest. That guy, man, DeAndre Swift. <sighs> Let me tell you something. NFL going to be put on notice. Um, That man going to... Go out here, he's going to be a game changer for, for them Eagles. Like, he's going to be a real game changer. Like, like he's going to really help that passing game for play action and throwing it, throwing it deep down the field for Brown and Smith. Because when everything clicks and that running game is on point, it's a dangerous, dangerous combination. Dangerous. Um... But that was a good game right there. That was a good one. But both teams got to clean some things up. Vikings offense got to stop turning over. Eagles just got to get a little bit hotter. Seemed like last two games they've been a little cold. And um, they might have to clean that up just a tad. But good job to the Eagles going 2-0. and um, And we'll see what happens to both teams. Um uh Aaron Rodgers had surgery uh yesterday as a uh, former's torn Achilles and right now he's on the road to recovery. Um not they're not sure. They didn't really say let me see if they said anything about a timetable for when he comes back. Uh let me see. Yeah, it doesn't it doesn't really say when his timetable will be back, but I've seen a lot of talks about Zach Wilson and and what he can really do. And it's uh, a lot of people are kind of skeptical because he had a his first two years ain't been so great. Interception prone, holding the ball a little bit too long, fumbles. Like especially when you got that type of defense, all you gotta do is play, is manage the game. Don't don't do nothing crazy. Um. It's going to be tough for them. They played the Dallas Cowboys this weekend, and I'm going to make picks on that on Sunday, Sunday morning at 10, uh, make picks on those games. I'll probably have a longer episode. I'll probably go for about an hour talking certain games, key inactives, game changers and stuff. Um, but we'll see what the Jets and the Cowboys do. Um, let's see. Let's see. Did I, did I talk about Josh Allen? What's I on other day? 
Not sure. I'll probably have to look back at my own other episodes and stuff and look at that one. Um, can't wait to see my Dolphins play them Patriots in Sunday Night Football on NBC. Um, paying them Patriots. That man, too, was 5-0 versus the Patriots in his career. He's looking to go 6-0. and um, He had pretty decent games against the Patriots. Um, not nothing too crazy because the Patriots normally try not to uh, um, give him too much or show him certain looks he can see. Um, but that's gonna be a tough game. Then you got the return of Mike Tseki coming uh, playing against his former team. He played with since he got drafted, and now he's on the other side. So we'll see how that game goes. Um, let's see. Let me see. Let's see. Let's go to the NFL Power Rankings. Let's see where they got my boys. You know, the best team in the league. You feel me? Miami Dolphins. You know, that's just my opinion. You know, my opinion. But let's see. Right now, the Power Rankings, they got the Chiefs as one. Cincinnati Bengals, number two. Uh, San Francisco 49ers. Philadelphia Eagles. Buffalo Bills. Dallas Cowboys. Miami Dolphins. I feel like we should be number five, not the Bills, but that's my opinion. Uh, they have the New York Jets after us, the Baltimore Ravens, Cleveland Browns, Los Angeles Chargers. I feel like they'll be better. Uh, they're going to really put a hurt on them Chicago Bears, so I ain't got nothing to worry about the Chargers. I feel like they're the most dangerous team probably in the AFC because it's defense and offense, but – they got to clean up some things. Uh, the Jacksonville Jaguars, Detroit Lions, New Orleans Saints, Minnesota Vikings, Green Bay Packers, New York Giants, Seattle Seahawks, the Patriots, Commanders, Broncos, Steelers, Bears, Buccaneers, Falcons, Raiders, Titans, Rams, Panthers, Texans, Colts, and they got the Cardinals as last. Uh, they say the biggest riser is the Tampa Bay Bucks after they beat the Minnesota Vikings. Um, Baker Mayfield had an 82.9 PFF grade. Um, so he played pretty well. I'll give him that. But it's just the first game. Um, the biggest fall was the Pittsburgh Steelers. That game was a surprise for them to lose the way they did against the um, San Francisco 49ers, 30-7. Like I said, Kenny Pickett got to really step up. He got to – he can't play like that. And it's going to suck with Deontay Johnson out. He's going to be sidelined for some weeks with that hamstring. But he got to play way better because that's unacceptable, the way he played. Like, that was that was terrible. Um, so, hopefully, things switch up. They, they I seem like they, um, they keep talking about – the Rams being high on them because they beat the Seahawks. Seahawks got a little suspect defense. Rams got just a little lucky, and they were just throwing some stuff at them. So I ain't really surprised with them. Um, but yeah, it's gonna be a it's gonna be a pretty interesting week tonight. SmackDown is on as the, the new uh, new look. Probably WWE probably has next couple weeks. They'll probably show some different things. They want to uh, change up 
some things in WWE, like the weight divisions. They want to get a trios belt, which I don't really understand. Um, they want to change up belt designs. I hope they change up that ugly nickel-looking, quarter-looking championship belt. That shit is trash. Um, it's going to be pretty interesting uh, to see what happens with that. Um, it's going to be it's going to be a fun one. I own, I'm not sure if any college football is on. I'm going to have to check. Um, let me see. Let's see what's popping with man. I know John Cena comes back tonight. He'll be on the Grayson Waller effect. Um, we got Becky Lynch as the new NXT Women's Champion. Finally getting it. She's a Grand Slam champ. Um, let's see the the Miz fighting. Getting his rematch versus L.A. Knight tonight. Uh, we might see some Rhea Ripley in action. Uh, yeah, it's going to be a pretty interesting night on SmackDown. Uh, we'll see how that goes. Let me see. Is there anything else that I missed? Let's see. I felt like I missed something, but I don't know. Also... Let me let me talk to you, Colorado State head coach. Uh, yeah, Colorado State. Y'all facing Colorado Sunday Saturday night, right? Big lights, bright lights, right? You facing Deion Sanders. You talking about? Uh, my mama taught me when you talking to adults, you take your hat and your shades off. That's nice. Deion does what he wants. You do what you want. Do you understand that y'all never been in the spotlight ever? Ever, and man, Dion had a, a hype video on Twitter with his his uh his team, and he's like, "Hey, man, they want to make it personal. We can make it personal." I see Shadur Sanders. He gonna put about five hundred. He gonna put about five twenty. It's gonna they gonna lighten them up. It's gonna be ugly. It's gonna be ugly. Um, I see Travis Hunter. He's gonna probably he's gonna try to get a pick. I don't know if he will, but I know he'll have a receiving touchdown. He might even do an end around. Um Yeah, Colorado State, yeah, you'll never get that spotlight again. But shout out to the Miami Hurricanes beating Bethune last night. Yes, sir. We on fire over there. Let's go, Hurricanes. Are we back? Are we back? Stop playing with my emotions, Hurricanes. God damn. 3-0 and at home? 48-7, to even though Bethune ain't that good because I'm looking at their box score. It's kind of it's sad over there. They had three quarterbacks playing, and they ain't do nothing. Uh, Tyleek Bethay went 5-9 for, for 47 yards. That's terrible. As three quarterbacks, you only threw for 132 yards. But that man Tyler Van Dyke went 19 of 23, 247 yards, 10.7 yards per pass, two TDs, 95.6 QBR. We ran the ball as a team 36 times for 240 yards, five touchdowns. Okay. Is this the U? Is this the OU? I don't know. I don't know. Them receivers as a whole, 
Had 28 receptions for 349 yards, two touchdowns. Okay. That's how y'all feel. All right. All right. Maybe it's just Bethune. They, maybe they won't ready. You feel me? They won't ready. Good shit, fellas. Keep it up, Hurricanes. Uh, let me see who they play next before this is over. Who did they? They play Temple next on the road. Walk. We're going to walk them. Georgia Tech, walk. UNC game, that's where it's going to show. All right, where we stand. But. You know, you know how I do. I appreciate everyone checking out the podcast. Check me out on Facebook. You can look me up. Uh, it's Dubs in the Building, my like page. You can look me up by, on IG. It's Dubs in the Building. You can look me up on TikTok. It's Young Dubs. No, Dubs in the Building 24. You can look me up on Snapchat at Young Dubs 26. Uh, I'm going to try to get some merch out soon. Uh, with the analysts and the best kept secret, my boy G. Um, there's gonna be a bunch of things I'm gonna be trying to throw at y'all and everything and stuff. I'll be back on tomorrow at 10 o'clock to talk, no, talk big college football games, uh, give you predictions and who's gonna stand out. And then Sunday, I'll be back at the same time, give you the same thing, predictions and stuff. Uh, I know tomorrow I'll probably be talking SmackDown to go with it. But uh, I thank y'all. I appreciate y'all. Y'all have yourself a good rest of your day. It's Friday. Friday. Don't work too hard. You know, it's Friday. Just tell them, hey, man, I'm about to go home early. You feel me? All right. I'm gone.